if you're there for a minute or a day or a year, if you're there for a year, probably like you rightly said, physically sick, because it is catabolic energy that actually eats from your body cells. So you physically might feel sick. Yeah. And so you don't want to stay there too long. And you know what you rightly said as well is when you are in that state, what's important and what helps you is to recognize it, to acknowledge it, to validate it for yourself, or if you notice it for the other in the other person do it with the other person, let them ventilate, let them understand what is actually influencing their, their energy. And why do they feel the way they do? There's nothing wrong with them. It is completely understandable that if it's freaking hot and technology doesn't work, that you're frustrated. Well, that would be level two. So understanding and taking the action, the responsibility, level three, what am I going to do about it? What can you fix? etc etc and then you start shifting slowly so the more you know it the faster you can shift welcome girls to the get up girl podcast where we are making you live your fullest and fun life my name is joanna vargas and every week i will pour into you with my stories tools and fun radical candor i believe that when you ask better questions up level your habits and get freaking real you will have a happier life if you're looking for more fun more magic and more joy you're my girl this one's for you are you ready let's create your dream life You're listening to the Get Up Girl podcast. I'm your gal, Joanna Vargas. And today I am with Natalie. Now, here we go. You ready for the last name? Verdikian. Right with an accent and everything. Now, Natalie, where are you? Because I know you're not, you know, by me. And I know you're from Russia. Am I correct? Yes. So tell us how you got, you know, you came from, from Russia. You were an exchange student. Who are you? Tell us everything. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. It's an honor. Uh, yeah, originally from Russia, from Moscow, uh, hence the accent and the name. So, uh, exchange student. Yeah, I was 16 when I went from Moscow to California, which was a big shift, big change for me, you know, a big capital girl to a suburban life in California. Imagine. Yeah. Culture shock, just very culture different. shock, language shock all kind of everything and I lived with four families in one school year went to two schools so wow. since then you know adaptation to change and embracing change and culture change with that as well is a, a native territory wow and when you came to California Natalia did you stay here did you go back to Russia I went back after a year. I went back to Moscow and then I continued traveling, got to, uh, to, to Amsterdam, to Holland and lived in Holland, Belgium, Spain, Germany, back wow. to Spain. So, and do you speak Spanish? I do. Wow. And where are you living now? Well, officially in, in Barcelona, but I'm really moving between Berlin, Barcelona and Brussels. So right now I'm in Brussels. Oh. No, sorry. Berlin, Brussels would be probably in two days. Wow. You were just a world traveler. I love it. And so how did you get to, you know, doing what you are now and tell us about, because I know, and I want to get this correct. You are the CEO of Life by Design Academy. So what is the Life by Design Academy? Tell us all about it. So what we do is we help entrepreneurs, leaders, and their organizations live to their full potential 
and we use energy leadership methodology to shift their energy perspective and move them up and their teams and their organization to improve whatever they can. And it can be anything from clarity to building business and strategies and really focus on that sense of fulfillment, well-being, satisfaction and success in all areas. Yeah, Natalia, I love that because can you see now that that is more needed in businesses like over the years? Definitely, especially in the past one and a half years. Uh, I think that is one lesson everyone learned how well-being and health and it's in its holistic sense is so important because otherwise we just collapse mentally and physically and all sorts. Do you go into corporate businesses or are these small, you know, um, smaller businesses? Both, both. It really starts from a solopreneur or any individual that wants to improve everything in life or starting with anything, be it a divorce or career or start a new business to a corporate that is international and expands across borders, which, you know, considering the background and international scope, I really love everything to do with international business. So even from divorce, from anything that has got you down or has shifted your life all the way to business. Definitely, definitely. I mean, we are holistic people, so everything affects everything. And while an entrepreneur can be fairly great in the in the business and with the team and everything, he's coming out of a, a bad relationship or a difficult situation that puts him down and shifts his energy to the place where he just can't excel and live to his full potential because the energy is elsewhere. Yeah. So, Natalia, walk us through um, how would you do this when you shift the energy? How, what, what's the, the steps and the processes for that? i give you a small example. Okay. So, for example, anything can be as a situation in life, whether it is COVID or the company goes bankrupt or someone quits, for example. I know it's it's very extended, but... We are looking at seven levels of energy whereby, for example, company goes bankrupt. A level one of the energy, I call it level, call it perspective, call it mindset, call it the way you see life, how you see life and how you come across. So level one would be more of a victim mode. Like, why is this happening to me? Total lack of confidence. Why bother? I'm not going to do it again. I've lost it. Uh, I don't have clients. I don't have money. Forget it. It's kind of feeling like a Strauss going with the head under the, the pillow or the sand, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. just want to, you just want to disappear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the next level would be a sense of a fighter and antagonist. When you feel a sense of frustration, you're finding other people to blame, including yourself. There's a lot of competition. It gets, in, it gets you into the mode, gets you into the action mode. Like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to work it. I'm going to push other people and myself, work extra hours. I'm going to do what it takes. Then, because it's still pretty disruptive, those two energies, if you hear, they're pretty disruptive. They're draining. They're physically draining. That's yeah. where you basically you either don't feel like doing anything and you're in total apathy and lethargy or you're in that fighting zone, which is 
pretty much destroying everything on the way, including yourself. And when you're too much, too long in that energy, you physically feel drained. And that's, you know, how those burnouts happen. Yeah. We've had those situations, uh, depressions, etc. It's physically disruptive as well. So one can take the responsibility for their actions, right? That's what we do. Instead of blaming self and others and thinking, well, there's nothing can be done. We start thinking, okay, what can be done? It's my responsibility. I took it. So what, what should I finding the silver lining in a way and moving and uh, moving forward and keep going? Like in the case of divorce, that sense of taking responsibility can be okay. I have married this person. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to take my responsibility because I have the kids mm-hmm. and find the positive ways to look at it, even if it doesn't necessarily make me happy. Mm. Some people can stay in that state for a very long time. People go years and decades being in unhealthy relationship, focusing on coping mm. and tolerating and taking that responsibility. So it's still not all that great, right? Mm-hmm. So... Then you shift to a level higher, which is more about supporting others and taking care of others and serving and all that compassion and empathy, etc. kicks in. It's more about the other rather than about myself. It's, it's less ego. It's a bit less judgment. And that energy shifts because, as you know, if we are helping other people, we're feeling better about ourselves as well and about everything around us. Mm-hmm. So they're shifting to the level four. Level five would be, okay, so we did get bankrupt or we going down or that person quit. What are the learnings here? What can I learn from this? So this is the situation I accepted. Now what? What are the opportunities? What are the gifts? Mm-hmm. And one can find the gifts in every difficult situation, even really difficult ones. Yeah, yeah. It might not be at the moment yeah, of itself, yeah. whether it is a loss. I mean, it can be very difficult cases, but looking forward into the future, if we always look back, what's the worst thing that happened? And we always learn through that. So you get to, into that shift, the mindset of a win-win, right? Of collaboration, finding opportunities, learning, etc. And then the higher one is really connecting to yourself, to your intuition, finding the purpose, the passion. And then you get into that state of flow. And it's, you know, you can spend an hour pretty unproductive and five minutes in that state where you like the light bulb goes up. Mm-hmm. Or you can spend hours doing something super creative without caring what other people think about it. And that's where that productivity goes in, that creativity goes in. And you take that ownership. It's very more intuitive. And um, that's where you kick into the consciousness as well. And where it's less about you. There's no ego. There's no judgment of good, bad, right, wrong. It's not about me. Yeah. It's not about you. Everybody's pretty much connected. So um, there are lots of tips and tricks that one can do to get to a different level. What helps is if you acquire the thoughts and actions of a different, of a higher level. And what really helps me every time and looking through level five, what is the opportunity here? What can I learn from this? What's the worst thing that can happen? Who can I collaborate with? Uh, who can I support? Things like that. Gratefulness. We all know that the more positive feelings we have, the better we feel. Mm-hmm. So thoughts, feelings, and actions or the other way around. 
when you're working with somebody and the first time you speak with them, do you assess and see what level they're on? Or do you tell them or is this something that you're thinking internally? When I work with people, we have an energy leadership assessment that people undertake so they can actually assess where they are at when everything is great on a, on, a, on a good day and also under stress because people tend to behave very differently and feel and think very differently under stress. Yeah. And what we do look into is what, what do they perceive as stress and what gets them under stress in that sense of anxiety. So if you only have 100% of energy and half, if not more, under stress is level one and two, mm-hmm. In that state, people are pretty paralyzed. They, they not, they don't have the access to their genius, to their potential. They cannot ha- take really good decisions because they simply don't see the way, yeah. the proper way, no judgment. But so the higher they are, the more access they have to absolutely everything, including they actually enjoy what they do and have that sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. What are some of the questions, the examples of this assessment that you said that you give them? So they fill out questions, right? What are some of the questions that you ask them? It's an it's a, it's a, um, official questionnaire assessment that is technologically designed. It takes 20 minutes and the system asks the questions. And it also determines where you are at in terms of your satisfaction levels on criteria like family, finances, leadership, energy, engagement at work, et cetera, et cetera. So there are various questions and they sort of inter intertwine and change. And there it also looks at what is actually influencing your behavior and your thoughts and your feelings. So it goes through the influencers as well of our energy. If I came to you and let's say I'm a CEO of a company and now I'm assessed and I'm at like a one when, when I'm under stress, what is something or a tool that you would give me in order to move up the ladder? Point one, it would be interesting to understand where you at when everything's good. As an entrepreneur, probably you fluctuate a lot on level five and six entrepreneurs tend to be very creative and very connected and also they see a lot of opportunities lots of ideas and that's what happens at level five there's also a a negative side of it is there too many ideas and too many thoughts they kind of lose focus or they can take too many risks etc and people at times don't exactly know what to do and where to go (laughs) so good delegation and structure is very important there but if you tend to under stress, be on a level one, what's important, and that's why we have deep debriefs to really, because it's individual. If I don't have a conversation with you, I don't know what to tell you to mm-hmm. shift you up. Yeah. It, because it's important to understand what gets you there in the first place. Mm. So it's quite individual things like, well, looking through different shifts, understanding what influences your energy, understands, understand what your energy blocks are, you know, be it limiting beliefs, interpretation, interpretations, assumptions, your fears, etc., and de-block those. So then you immediately have a different perspective and you can see life and situations, people and yourself through at least seven different levels. And once you have the knowledge of the seven levels, and it's easy, you can go to my website or listen to any of my podcasts, including this one, you already know that there are the other six. 
So if you see the situation through a different level, it's yeah. like set of glasses. You put blue, you see the world blue, or you put the level five on, you see the world through the level five. Yeah. That's very interesting because I, I know exactly when I'm at a certain level. I, I know. But when I'm at that one, especially the ones and twos, I can't even see straight. It's very difficult for me to introduce a tool. And I know the tools that work for me. But at that moment, I'm like, what works for me is I just need to process this moment. And so until I kind of process a little bit, then I can introduce a tool and go, okay, let me try something. Because at that moment, I just want to punch somebody. Like I just need to take a bath. I need to go for a walk. I it, What's best for me is not to talk to people, but I'm so gracious or no happy now that I know that because when I was younger, I would push through it. The one and two level, I would just push and go very uphill, like against the current and which just made me more stressed or more, I'm going to say sick, so to speak like over 10 years and it just turns into, you can only, you can't sustain that much longer. Right. And now my ability to sustain that is very short, maybe a day, maybe a day where before I'd be able to do a year, 10 years of living like that. So interesting. And now I'm like, my body's like one day and we're done, but you got to process it, Joanna, have some grace and process it. Have you noticed that with some of your clients or yourself? Definitely all the time. There's one thing is we are not one level. So we tend to fluctuate and we have primary, secondary and tertiary levels. So what I said, you're, you might be five, six and four helping people, etc. being the four. Um, and then what happens is we fluctuate all the time. So the question is, how long do we stay in there? And if it's mm -hmm. conscious. If you're there for a minute or a day or a year, if you're there for a year, probably like you rightly said, physically sick, because it is catabolic energy that actually eats from your body cells. So you physically might feel sick yeah. and so you don't want to stay there too long. And you, what you rightly said as well is when you are in that state, what's important and what helps you is to recognize it, to acknowledge it, to validate it for yourself, or if you notice it for the other, in the other person, do it with the other person, let them ventilate, let them understand what is actually influencing their, their energy and why do they feel the way they do. There's nothing wrong with them. It is completely understandable that if it's freaking hot and technology doesn't work, that you're frustrated. Well, that would be level two. So understanding and then taking the action, the responsibility, level three, what am I going to do about it? What can you fix? Etc. Etc. And then you start shifting slowly. So the more you know it, the faster you can shift. Absolutely. This is very intriguing to me. I'm very interested and intrigued with human behavior. I just always, I just like, I love it. Right? Have you noticed? I tell you that. Uh, and how do I say this? That maybe as we get older, as we become, you know, a little more conscious, that we are now knowing when we feel this. Because I'm just stating this point as myself. I think uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I show my emotion more easily. I'm going to say it, uh, than other people do. And, you know, I'm not, um, I, I, I cry more easily and things of that nature where when I've dated people, I usually get the pushback of gosh, Joanna, you're too much. So I'm wondering, and I'm curious 
are other people out there just holding it in and unconscious, like you're saying, not knowing where they are. And so we're, we're teaching other people that when we're aware of it, when I'm processing it, it's, it's too much or people are not processing it and holding it in unconsciously. And I hope I completely made sense with what I just said. And, and let me know if you understand the question. I understood completely what you said. I still wonder what is the question. Yeah. I, again, I'm going to speak for women because it's my experience. Are, have you noticed that women suppress or pretend that we're okay more than we are just because we don't want to get maybe labeled as a bitch or too much, et cetera. And then finally we explode later. It's interesting how you said that because I'm thinking of particular male individuals that are the same as well. And touche, exactly. My men out there as well. Yeah. So indeed, I mean, there's so many behaviors we acquire either to fit in or to be understood or to reserve ourselves or to protect the others. So we think we protect the others, we protect ourselves. And that creates all these limiting beliefs and all these assumptions and interpretations that actually drain our energy mm. on top of everything else as difficult as it can be. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm intrigued with the younger generation, with the Gen Zers, let's say the 19, 20-year-olds. I always felt like um, I resonated with that generation or I feel like I do now because I feel like they wear their heart on their sleeve more than my generation did. You know, I was raised to like, be quiet. You don't share your stuff. Don't just don't talk about it. And the newer generation, they're more open and they will tell you exactly how they feel. They will uh, express their opinions. And so with that, I have you noticed a difference or you were working with more of a certain generation and have you seen a big shift in that interesting you ask um i do work with different generations so have anything under 30s and above mm. fifth way 50s okay and it's it's very different indeed and also culturally speaking because i went from u.s to australia and yes spain and yes. as you can imagine, if you're Latin, yes. you are more likely to be more emotional and more expressive than if you're Scandinavian. Got it. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's it's really particular. It's really particular. And again, it comes from the society, the family we raised in, the expectations. It shifts if it, it, it molds us and we tend to adopt and we think it's okay. But at the end of the day, we are suppressing. Mm -hmm. And that at the end leads to us not necessarily living an authentic life or being connected to ourselves and therefore the others because others are connecting not to the true us. Amen. That's it. They're not connecting to the true us. Woo! That was good. Uh, I'm in a relationship now and I'm so appreciative that he receives all of me, like the ugly, the good, the pretty, the, you know, all of it. Right. And I love how you said that. Are, are we not being us because we want to be loved and accepted? So are you really loving the real me? Cause this is like a fake me. So that kind of ties into my question before. I wonder if women are pretending 
in order to be in a relationship. And then we suppress, we suppress. I mean, I've done it. I'm the queen of let me pretend just so I can be in a relationship. And now it's scary showing all of me, every layer, every part of my personality. And sometimes it's not always pretty. Definitely. I totally agree. And I can relate now to the question as well, that it doesn't last. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, the fear drives our behavior or lack of behavior, the fear that something might not work or that the person will leave, et cetera, et cetera. But the fear of something happening, 99.9% is never going to happen, but it blocks us from being there in the moment and being yeah. our true self because we're so afraid we're not going to be loved, like you said, or accepted. So I better adopt to be accepted because this is how I think I should behave. And then indeed, you not being yourself, if you're not, if all of that drains your energy, you become frustrated, you become pissed level two, or you become, you feel, start feeling like a victim because you're not really expressing yourself. You're not really doing what you really want and desire and love. You're not connected to your values and your passions that sooner or later it's just going to blow up and it's not going to work whether he finds out that, well, this is not the person I thought I was with, or you feel like, screw it i mean it's way too tiring and it's not me and you know what's good from it you said the magic word it's exhausting it's it, you can only do it so much i mean i can only carry 10 pounds on my back until it gets exhausting i'm like wow absolutely have you noticed that post pandemic i mean we're slowly coming out of it a difference in people's energy, their thoughts, where they're moving in life. Like, and I say post because it, for myself, it almost feels like a PTSD feeling. Like I was pretty good. And now at the end, I'm like, I'm processing it now, even though I thought I was processing what was happening in it. I really wasn't. I'm actually processing the pandemic now. What have you noticed with that? Thank you for the question. What I notice in the people that I work with, they are so eager to learn and to be more aware and more present. Mm -hmm. And by awareness, I mean, what is the reality? What is the truth? And what you mentioned is you go in, you cannot live the life without peeling the layers the onion or whatever, going deeper without going deeper it's not real without understanding and having that awareness of the true facts, whatever is actually happening, what is happening to us? How do we feel? How do other people feel without the awareness? We cannot move forward with taking our decisions. So what I see a lot is more, I think consciousness or the desire to be more aware and acceptant of what is because without accepting what is you cannot move forward and create what you really want to create and that at the end it's all about that being a creator rather than being a victim of whatever situation so i see more consciousness and awareness um in people along with fears but because people are so call it desperate or open 
to find solutions, mm -hmm. that they are willing to dig deeper, open up, kind of like with the horses, you move those thingies and they start yep. being a broader picture. Same with the energy levels. The higher you go, the more you see, the more perspective you have. Bam. That's what I love. Bam. Raising people up so they actually see that higher perspective. It's not just that. You hit the nail on the head. As I've been on my personal journey of uncovering, and this has been, gosh, 20 years of this journey, because in my early 20s, I'm going, uh, there's something more to life. This can't be it. There's got to be something more. It was, like I said, I am just was intrigued by human behavior going, this is it? No. And I went on this quest of, you know, just unveiling and opening. And with that being said, as I discover a new thing and unveil and unveil, I feel more. I feel, I feel, I feel like, and I'm going, okay. And knowing what's the difference between like, is this really mine? Okay. Um, what is this? And getting really curious. And I had a conversation with a friend a while ago and he said, why do you want to be conscious? It doesn't look fun. <laughs> and he said, I'd rather be unconscious because it's easier. Meaning I don't have to feel it. It's almost like being drunk. I don't have to deal with my emotions. I'd rather be an alcoholic, take drugs, so I don't have to feel it, so I can numb myself. And I was so intrigued by that. I'm like, wow. And But for him to have the courage to say that out loud, I don't think most people have the courage because I wonder, like, how many people go see Tony Robbins or go to a, an event that's going to shift their life? You shift energy, and then you think you're done. I'm not going to do that again. I feel better. And I'm like, no, that's just step one. Like, let's unveil, let's unveil, let's unveil. And I'm wondering, Natalia, is it because you unveil something? You're like, oh my God, I'm feeling stuff. Okay, I feel uncomfortable. Let's go back to unconsciousness. That's what I've, I've experienced. And I love how you said that. What have you experienced with your with your clients when they start to get on that higher level and notice new things? It's It's such a transformational experience. Like you said for yourself as well, I've been on that journey too. And use using energy leadership for myself, it's such a deep journey, and it's not only for the clients but for myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's they're like, "Wow, great!" And you really see the shift within a couple of sessions, and that's amazing. Where you really see the person sort of shine and feel lighter. Yes. And it's not so heavy anymore. And that's the thing. I truly believe life doesn't have to be a struggle. Of course, if you see it like this, like everything is on top of you and it's so heavy, but it's not. So I love liberating the people. Like you mentioned, cur curiosity and uh, there is more out there. There is more out there. And rightly so. You want to choose to numb yourself or yes, take a, you know, uncomfortable pill of going deeper in there, it can be scary, it can get uncomfortable, but it yeah. only gets better from there because it opens up so many doors and opportunities. And it's like, it's like shifting above yourself and becoming an observer and a participant in life at the same time. It's like, I always feel like, well, my dream is fly above like a bird around the world. And it's sort of that sense of freedom and that sense of, 
connection and universe connection with the universe and myself at the same time you know it's a very strange image but mm-hmm. that freedom of flight yep. and you can only have it when you're not tied down with all these blocks and limitations and thoughts that just limit us and we limit everyone else because you know we think you know that is right and that is better what do we know if we if we don't dig deeper how do we know what's out there so so powerful when you said the observer and the participant of your life do you notice that most of us are just participating and not observing pretty much it's the same with you know reacting mm. rather than responding okay responsibility responsibility is the ability to respond but we are always reacting on everything in life rather than creating it mm-hmm. and the only way you can create it is if you take that attachment out so you kind of like learn how not to be attached to the outcome mm-hmm. which of course especially in this high achieving world of business and life in general competition data that is you know on it's only going to get worse we're only going to get more data and if we're not connected to our intuition to identify and to connect to who we truly are you mentioned in one of your podcasts we know but we think we don't know right yeah and the only way you can know is by connecting to yourself yeah Every time I say that, Natalia, um, the question back is, but what if you really don't know? I hear that all, what if you really don't know? I'm like, what, what if you really do know? And it's like a mind blown. Wait, but I don't know. So I think we're taught ever since we're young that we don't know. We're dumb. You don't know it. You're dumb. You're dumb. But maybe we're not said, we're not told that. But it's like a record that we believe that we don't know. All the answers are outside of us. And what if we do know? That's why I love the coaching techniques. I think everyone can benefit from them just by asking questions yourself and others. And you lead them to the answers. They they all they already know. Yes, girl. And it's not like fake it till you make it. Act as if. Because if you knew how, what would you do? And one of the questions, uh, it's not a tricky question, but actually opens up people's creativity and connection. And then they know. Yeah. The moment I got it, that like, I'm not small, I'm not dumb and not dumb as in book smart. I mean, dumb is like, I don't know the answers to my life and not answers, but the awareness to my life. The moment I truly got it, like I, it just light bulb. Wow. My life shifted. And it was one of those unveilings of like, and the power was incredible where I'm like, I know stuff. And I wonder what else I know that I don't know yet, or I'm not willing to know or whatever that question is, right? It's such a mind blow. And the moment I got it, wow. Like if I learned this, imagine when I was eight years old, like what can we, how can we add this to other people's lives and spread this question of curiosity? What do you know that you're pretending not to know? 
And yeah. I think this little word is pretending. We don't even know we're pretending not to know. Yeah. It's I mean, like- there's so much we, I mean, if we look at the universe, not from the three dimensional perspective, but from the fifth dimension, mm-hmm. there's so much out there. And the only way we can know is that if we just get ourselves out of this limited mind and body and connect. You know, the world of abundance is there. It's not, you know, some mysterious law of attraction and all that stuff. If you come from the place of abundance rather than the place of lack, you know, instead of thinking you need to have it or possess it where the ego is very strong and the judgment is very strong it drains us down because well it's not how i want it or how i expect it to be or how the society demands it and move to that place of no ego no judgment total transcendence and that observer participant state you like the world opens up the of amount possibilities. of possibilities. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. that realm. Yeah. I am an infinite being. And the question I love to ask, one of the questions is, would an infinite being know? And I get a really light, yes, an infinite being would know. So then do I know? Yeah, I know. I know stuff. I know. Of course. Yeah. The only Saying that limits ourselves is pretty much ourselves. Mm. Funny enough. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, tell us about your podcast. And this is a new podcast, right? When was it launched? What's tell us all about it? Where can we find it? Well, it's not a podcast. It's a, I am working on a platform to connect the the experts and coaches with the people and organizations that want to learn and grow. Oh, okay. And what is it called? I thought, all right. Uh, Coachly. Coach it's, it's, oh, it's on YouTube as well. Yeah, and all my all the podcasts that I, I'm invited to, that they are on my YouTube. Got it. Okay, we will have that in the show notes. And is there a name for it? Is it Coachly? Coachly.co, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And where can everybody find you? And of course, we'll put this in the show notes as well, but... Where can everybody find you if they want more information? Certainly. Well, under LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, it's Natalia Berdikan, just like it's spelled out here. Mm-hmm. And um, the website is lifebydesign-academy.com. You can find all the information about energy leadership. You can see which level you're at, find all sorts of interesting information that can inspire and move you up or your team. This was such a great opening conversation, at least for me too. I mean, sometimes it helps me with opening up my diction and just speaking of it. And I know sometimes my brain goes all over the place, but this really helped me kind of decipher through it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I love your energy. Keep it up. Thank you. When it's down, you know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. Processing it. Give myself a day. And let's get back in. Yeah, because this is the Joanna, the one that's like a lot of energy. Yeah, do things that give you energy, you know, your sport and the dancing and all those stuff and the connection to the people that gives you energy that uh, that helps. It so does. It's like plugging in the phone, 
to recharge the battery. That is much just movement for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Talia, appreciate Welcome. it. Sending love to you across the pond. <laughs> Thank you. Right from Los Angeles. And Thank you to everybody listening. Please DM us both on Instagram or tag us on Instagram and let us know what your takeaway is or maybe on LinkedIn as well. And we will see you next time. Remember to get back up and appreciate every single one of you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.